In this episode, we talk about the incredible healing power of listening and why listening to others makes you a better, happier person. Bringing hope and healing. It's your source for personal growth, mental health, and interesting ideas. Thoughtful Mind with Svee. Here's your host, Svee Hilsenrath. And welcome back to Thoughtful Mind with Svee. I'm your host, Svee Hilsenrath. We have a very exciting episode for you, but before we get to it, I want to take a moment of gratitude to thank everyone for all their support, all the people that have been listening all the people that have been rating and reviewing on iTunes, the people that have been getting in touch with me to let me know about their experience listening to the podcast, I truly appreciate that. Let's get right into it. I had a conversation recently with a high school teacher, not not my high school teacher, but someone who's currently teaching high school, and he told me therapists hate him. I said, okay, he knew I was a therapist, and that's an interesting thing to say. I said, well, Why? He told me that therapists hate him because he knows as much as they do. So what does he need them for, both personally and professionally? He says, what what do you have that I don't have? You have knowledge, so I read books. So I don't need your knowledge. You have supervision? Okay, so I'll pay someone to give me some supervision. What do you have that I don't have? I just stood there. I didn't say anything because the thing he was missing is the reason he couldn't hear what I was saying. And what he was missing is that being a therapist is more than having knowledge. The most important thing that a therapist does is listen. And there's the cliche of the therapist that says, "Uh uh-huh, mm-hmm, uh-huh, that'll be $300. It's a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. The most powerful thing that a therapist does is listen. You could think of a therapist as a trained listener. It's true, there is some knowledge sharing and skill building and advice giving, and that's a lot of the stuff I hope to share with this podcast. The true strength of a good therapist is their ability to listen. It's a skill. That skill is called empathy. Being able to listen to what the other person is saying and joining them in whatever they're going through. Studies show that Being on the receiving end of empathy helps deal with things like shame, anxiety, and depression, especially for something like depression, especially for something like shame. Being heard and the feeling that you're being understood by the one that is listening can be a tremendously effective way to deal with these issues of shame, anxiety, and depression. But, and this is the really cool thing, when we have empathy for others, when we practice empathy, our skill of empathy, we actually strengthen our own shame resistance. We actually help fight off our own feelings of depression or anxiety. It's counterintuitive. You would think that the one being heard would be the one that benefits the most. And the one that's being heard definitely benefits. But the one that benefits the most is the person that is able to listen. Because when we practice our skill of empathy, when we strengthen our empathy muscle, we make ourselves more resilient to shame, anxiety, and depression. Now, I didn't bother correcting this person, this high school teacher, simply because he couldn't listen. 
He was describing how students would come to him with problems, and he'd fix them. He'd say, you need to do this, you need to do that, and then he'd speak to the parents. And he'd say, you need to do this, you need to do that. And then he'd describe his frustration when they didn't do what he said, and he couldn't understand why they weren't doing what he said. Don't they know that I'm right? Well, you might be right, but if you don't listen to the person first, they're not going to listen to you. It reminds me of something I read from Jerry Spence. Jerry Spence wrote a wonderful book on argument. Jerry Spence is a lawyer, an American lawyer. I, I believe he's retired now, but he's one of the most successful American trial lawyers in, in history. And he wrote a book called How to Argue and Win Every Time. Although he called it a book on argument, it's really a book on communication. And he said in this book that the most important part of argument, he said, if I were required to choose the single essential skill from the many that make up the art of argument, it would be the ability to listen. Because if you don't listen, if you don't give the other person the respect of taking the time to listening to what they have to say, why should they give you the respect of taking the time to listen to what you have to say? It's a reciprocal process. And more than that, when you're listening to somebody else, when you're giving them your ears and your time, you might find they might be right. If they see things one way and you see things another way, if you listen to them with open ears, you might find you were wrong and they were right. And you would never know that if you didn't truly listen. Another reason this person might be getting frustrated is if you want to help somebody, let's say you have good advice to give. So often when we listen, we listen with our own history, our own bias, our own personal experience acting as a filter between what they're saying and what we're hearing. So we're listening to what they're saying, but instead of actually hearing it, we're hearing it in the context of who we are. Well, in that case, any advice we give is really advice that we're giving to ourselves and might have nothing to do with them. It's only when we're able to get outside of our own heads and listen with empathy, actually joining the other person where they are, that we can give good advice. I want to emphasize that the listening part is more powerful than the advice part. The advice, they might be able to get somewhere else. But it could be you're the only person that will listen. I cannot count how many times at the end of a session I've had a client say to me, thank you for listening. And it's my pleasure. I'm happy to do it. I don't remember the numbers. I saw a study a while back about, I saw a study a while back about how people don't listen. They just wait for their turn to talk. And I don't remember, it was like 95 to 5%, 90%, 10%, but it was the vast majority, 85, 15, whatever the numbers were, the vast majority of people, and I don't know how they studied this, but the vast majority of people don't listen, they wait for their turn to talk. I'm sure you've had that experience of talking to someone, and it's obvious that they're not listening, they're just waiting for their turn to talk. And it's natural, because we want to be heard, Right? We want to be heard too, just as much as the other person. And it's really, that's part of the gift of empathy. Part of the gift of empathy, part of the gift of listening is I want to be heard, but I'm going to put aside my human need, this normal human need to be heard. I'm going to put it aside. I'm going to give that energy to you 
and actually listen to what you're saying. It goes from being this tennis match of the ball is here, the ball is there, the ball is here, the ball is there. It stops take being this person talks, this person talks, this person talks, this person talks, everybody taking turns and starts to be this person talks and this person listens. Two things happening simultaneously. And it can be hard to keep listening because we so much want to be heard. I know this has happened to me many times, both in my personal life and in my professional life. And I'm sure it's happened to you where you're listening to somebody say their story and you so want to say something. It's, it's like it hurts because it's in your belly and it's coming up and you feel it coming out. Stop. Stop. Let them talk. You're holding back. You're letting go of your right to speak is much more helpful than anything you can say. When you listen to people with empathy, when you give up your need to be heard, when you don't rush in with your advice, what you're really doing is giving a piece of yourself to that person. And that is the gift that people respond to. It reminds me of a story I heard from one of my clients. She was in a nursing home in the day room. A bunch of people were watching television. And there was one other lady on the side kind of talking to herself. And she went over to this lady and asked this lady what her name was, asked her a little about herself, and after a few minutes of talking said, you know, we're all watching television over here. Why don't you come join us? And the lady joined them. And the lady calmed down. She was very anxious and agitated, and she calmed down. I don't know if the lady stayed calm in the future, if she got agitated. I don't know the end of the story. But that's not the point. The point is, by spending just a few minutes listening to this other resident, my client was able to help her get her out of the agitated state that she was in. And more importantly, what it did for my client, who remembers it all these years later, it gave her a sense of well-being. It gave her a sense of self-satisfaction. It gave her a feeling. And chances are she gained more from that interaction than this other person. Let's look at reasons why you shouldn't be giving advice, or at least not right away, at least not until you really spend a good amount of time listening to people. First of all, you might be wrong. Your advice might be bad. And even if it's good, it might be good for you, but it might not be good for this other person. Second of all, people only listen to advice when they're ready to listen. I'm sure you've had the experience of saying, do you want to hear what I think? People say, okay. That person doesn't want to hear what you think. They just want to make you happy. They're not ready to listen. What happens when you try to convince somebody whose ears are closed, who's not ready to listen to what you have to say? Either they won't listen or they won't do what you suggest and you get frustrated. So now you're getting frustrated because somebody else is not taking your advice. So what happened? You were fine. They had a problem. You gave them advice. They didn't take it. And now you have a problem. If you just held off on your advice, you wouldn't have any problems. But let's say they do take your advice, but they do it against their will. They do it because they feel they have to. Now they're resentful. Chances are they didn't give their all, so it probably didn't work anyways. And the whole thing becomes a giant mess because now they're blaming you for your advice going wrong. And again, if you had just listened to them, you would have given them a gift. But since you gave them advice, now you have a problem that you didn't have before. And again, I'm not saying you can't give advice. I'm not saying that there's times when advice isn't great and wonderful. There are, and it is. But 
the most important thing is listening. If you truly listen to someone, they will want to hear what you have to say afterwards out of a desire to hear what you have to say. When you listen, you actually sound smarter than you are. And so anything you say after that is going to sound smart and they probably will go for it. Again, coming back to that teacher who was giving everyone advice, he wasn't interested in hearing what I had to say. He just wanted to talk. He wanted to feel good about himself. So I just listened. Anything I would have said at that point would have fallen on deaf ears. There's another piece to all this, and that is when you listen to others, you are making a small positive change in the world. As we've spoken about in past episodes, what you put into the world is what you get back. When you put positivity out there, you get positivity back. So when you listen to someone else, you are making a small positive change in the world for this one person. Maybe we can't all get involved in giant world-altering projects, but as the Mishnah, the sacred Jewish text, tells us, when you save one person, it's as if you save the entire world. And often, listening can be a life-saving thing. I remember watching a video, Michael White, who was one of the founders of narrative therapy, and the video was of him doing therapy with a client. And the entire time, Michael White said nothing. He said nothing for 40 minutes. He just sat there and listened to this other person talk. And this person said later on, that was a pivotal moment in changing and turning his life around. Just having somebody listen. How do you listen? First of all, stop talking. Just stop. If you have to, bite your lips. Bite the inside of your cheek. Hold your jaw shut with force. But stop talking. Next, don't offer advice. Try to listen to what the other person is saying without your own experience getting in the way. It's natural for us because we as humans are communication animals. One of the ways we communicate is to hear everything the other person's saying in the context of our lived experience. That's normal. Try to actually listen to what the other person is saying and not make it all about you in your head. Wait for them to finish. Wait for them to finish talking. And then wait some more. Because often you might think someone's done talking and they're not. They're just pausing. And if you're waiting for your turn to talk and you're not actually listening, you're going to jump on that pause. So they're talk, talk, talk. They pause to collect themselves or regroup, take a breath, and bam, you're in there. Well, that bam, you're in there can be cutting somebody off from saying something truly moving, from talking about something truly vulnerable. Often I find that if I wait just one or two seconds more than I think I should, that's when people really open up and really talk about the stuff that's really vulnerable, stuff they don't feel safe sharing with most people. They may feel safe sharing with you because you've shown you can listen. Listen for and ask about their feelings. It's usually less about the events that a person's talking about and more about what those events did to them, how it made them feel. Were they scared? Were they ashamed? Were they embarrassed? Did it make them feel down about themselves? Or did it make them feel good? Listen for the feeling. Ask about that feeling. If you don't hear it, ask, how did it make you feel? 
Another very important thing to do is to validate the person. Now, you want to offer validation without sacrificing your standards. Sometimes somebody might tell you something that you feel is awful, but that they're struggling with. If you jump in with saying, well, that was not a good thing to do, how's that going to make them feel? (laughs) It's not going to make them feel good, I'll tell you that much. They already know. Chances are they feel what they did was not something they should have done. I'm not talking about good or bad, although that that that's partially what I'm talking about. But it's also, you know, we have an image of how we should be behaving. And when we don't live up to it, we, we feel bad about ourselves. And if somebody shares that with you, and then you jump on that, that's not going to make them want to share with you in the future. So you want to validate them without sacrificing your standards, often by just repeating what they just said. Just say the words back to them. You want to be careful not to sound like a parrot. But just using their words can make somebody feel listened to. When you use somebody else's language, I'll give you a really simple example. Recently, I was talking to somebody and she kept talking about her mother and I kept talking about her mom. There was a disconnect there. And I caught myself and I said, no, no, she's not saying mom, she's saying mother. And I switched it to mother and that bridge was joined again. Now, that might seem like a very small thing, and it is a small thing, but it's often these small things that are most important. When you do come across those times when you find yourself judging someone, and it's going to happen, then remind yourself that this person is a whole person. They're a human being with flaws and with strengths, just like you, and treat them as you would want to be treated. And finally, and this is a really important one, Get rid of your smartphone. Get rid of your cell phone. I don't mean throw it in the garbage, but when you're listening to somebody, your smartphone should have no place in it. Turn it off. Put it on silent. Put it in your pocket. Put it in your purse. Put it in your briefcase. Put it in a drawer. Put it on the other side of the room. Get it away from you. Study after study shows that when a smartphone is in our immediate vicinity, it's near impossible to have good focus on something else. And when that something else is somebody that's in pain, somebody that needs to be listened to, please, I beg of you, get rid of your smartphone. To summarize, today we spoke about listening. The importance of giving somebody the space to be heard in a non-judgmental, non-advice-offering way. The importance of empathy, How connecting with somebody, letting them feel heard, is usually the most important thing you can do for somebody, because it's such a rare thing in this world, and it's only getting rarer. We went through how to listen, stop talking, don't offer advice, wait for them to finish and wait some more, listen to and ask about their feelings, validate them, see them as a whole person, and get rid of your smartphone. I wish you much luck in your listening. I want to take a moment to, again, thank everybody who has subscribed, who is rating and reviewing on iTunes, everyone that has been in communication with me about the podcast. Extra special thank you to everyone that's been sharing it on their social media. For my own mental health, I'm not on social media, so everyone on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, these kinds of things that are sharing it, thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to remind you that you can get in contact with me through my website, thoughtfulmindpodcast.com, through the email, thoughtfulmindpodcast at gmail.com, and through the phone number, 732 523 
Go out there and listen to somebody. And remember, go out there, believe in yourself. Thank you.